Well, today we get to start a brand new series, and we've been talking about this, and the series is called How to Get What You Really Want. And as I kick off this new series, I want to ask you this question, what do you want? What do you want? What is that thing that you really, I mean really, want? Now, the older you are, your list of things that you want is smaller. I mean, you've lived long enough, and, and you uh, have kind of gotten some of the things you want to get. And when my kids say, Dad, what do you want for your birthday, or what do you want for Christmas? I'm kind of going, uh, I have to think a little bit, because my list is smaller. I've gotten some of those things. But the younger you are, your list of things is bigger. I mean, your list of things is huge. Amen, everybody? All right? You're on Pinterest, you're going through Amazon, you're, you're scrolling down, and, and you're finding all this stuff that you want. You dream about the things you want. But no matter what season of life you are really in, there is something, or there are several somethings that you really do want. So you see, answering this question, what is it that you really want? is an incredibly important life question to answer. And here's why. Write this down. Because getting what you want is a tricky business. I mean, really getting what you want, what you really want, can be a tricky business for several reasons. Write this down. Getting what you want is a tricky business because you want your own way. Come on, be honest. Everybody, right? You want your own way in life, and especially about the things you want. We want our own way. I mean, most of us have argued with our parents or our brothers or our sisters just to get our own way. We have stood our ground with somebody, maybe somebody at work, to get our own way. We have even written a speech and maybe planned with all the supporting facts to back up our speech, just to get our, come on, say it with me, own way. We've all been there. We, we've, we've done that because we think that our way is the best way. We always think that our way is the best thing to get the best stuff for us. But some of us have learned that once we got our own way, that it actually turned out to not really be the best thing for us. It actually turned out to not really be the best thing for us after all. Getting what we want, especially when we're really going after our own way, sometimes isn't the best thing after all. Next, write this down. Then getting what you want is tricky because your way is usually wrong. Now, can you just admit that this morning? Your way is usually wrong. Can you just admit that this morning? No? You still want your own way? <laughs> Right, we all do. But if you always do what you want to do, you may just end up where you don't want to be. Because you often make decisions and do the things you want to do without all the right information. Sometimes you make decisions and do what you want to do without seeing the whole picture like only God can see. And that means that your own way just might be the wrong way. And it just might take you down a wrong path. We just make so many decisions so quickly 
Sometimes it takes us away from the things that we really want and the things that God really wants for us. Now, I tried to come up with a different word than pleasure because when, when you say the word pleasure, people immediately think of what? Say the word pleasure. Sex, right? No, I'm, I, that's wrong. It's binging on Netflix, right? When you think of the word pleasure, it's binging on Netflix or, or dialing down through Pinterest or watching Hallmark movies. No, the first thing we think of when we think about pleasure is sex. Okay, we've said that, okay? But there's lots and lots of other pleasures, right? Whether it's a great slice of tri-tip that's been grilled over mesquite, pleasure. Or whether it's a tropical vacation or a great time with your family or whether it's a phenomenal concert or it is, or whether it's the World Series won by the Angels, hey, or, or, or whether it's a day to just float in a pool, there's something that gives every one of us great pleasure. And man, we spend lots of time, we spend lots of money, we spend lots of energy just to experience some kind of pleasure. So to whatever degree you can afford it, or whatever time you can set aside for it, we do it because it brings us pleasure. We find a way to do it, to experience that pleasure. And what brings you pleasure may simply be golfing or bike riding or reading or hiking or, or running, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. But here's the challenge. Anything that brings you pleasure can become addictive, really addictive. And once you are addicted, you do it so often that it actually reduces the pleasure that you once experienced. And once you're addicted, you do it so often you can actually not do without it. You do it so often, and you not only want to do it, but now you can't do without it, and it no longer really brings you the same pleasure, but you just can't do without it. Now, I've kind of learned something about that. Now, most of you don't know this about my wife, Shirley. Uh, she's in the back this morning. She's with us this morning. Amen? All right. And... Uh, and also of our youngest daughter, Leanne, and her husband, Nathaniel. They're pastors in Phoenix. They're with us this morning, so welcome, guys. Now, you don't know this about Shirley, but Shirley loves, look at this, an Arby roast beef sandwich topped with a warm cherry turnover. I mean, she loves, loves, loves those, those two things. And those two things bring Shirley great pleasure. Now, there's an Arby's close to our house, and lately she has just been craving turnover after turnover after turnover. And so we've been going and going, and I'm telling you, going and going and going. And I admit that those turnovers are really good, but we've gone so often lately that even Shirley now is admitting that they're not quite as pleasurable or great as they once were. And so we've been passing Arby's by lately, and to that I've been saying, hey, Amen. Amen. But to be fair, you all know that I find great pleasure in this. Amen? You know that about me. That mocha frappuccino double blended with two pumps of peppermint. Man, I'm telling you, that's the way to go. And I suppose that even if I had too many of those, they would not bring me the same pleasure that they once did. I want you to know I am not there yet. Okay? 
Still love those Starbucks mocha frappuccinos. Love those things. Not there yet. But getting what you can really want can be a really, really tricky thing. Now, next, write this down. It can be tricky because your way is usually right now. It's usually now. We want what we want, and the things we want, we want right now. You're standing in a store, and man, you just want it right now. But here's the hard truth. The thing we so want right now, we may not want later. We've all got a story about something we thought we just had to have right then, right there. But later we wish we just hadn't gotten what we wanted at that moment, whether it was something for the house, clothes, shoes, whatever. Later we wish we hadn't gotten it. Next, getting what you want is tricky because your way is usually not satisfying. You know, those clothes that you really wanted and you bought on the credit card, you thought would be really satisfying, they just really aren't, and they just kind of stay in the closet. That car that you thought you really, really, really wanted and just had to have and you financed for 72 months, you thought would be really satisfying, just isn't. And yet you're stuck driving it now. So now you really regret getting that thing that you really, really wanted. Listen close. Regret always begins with two words. I want. I want. But regret always ends with, I want to I go back. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and make it not so. Listen, getting what you want really is tricky business. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, Pastor, this sounds kind of right. It kind of makes sense. But does God's word say anything about getting what we want? And the answer is, yeah, it does. In fact, James, the brother of Jesus, wrote the book of Bible, the, the, the Bible book called the book of James. And in chapter 4, he addresses this issue of what we want and just how tricky it is to figure out what we really, really, really want. And he begins by asking us a couple of questions. Take a look at this. He asks, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? He's saying inside all of us, there are all kinds of desires. Desires for things that we, we want to have. And then he says, we're even willing to fight to gain those things. So when we can't get what we want from somebody, what's it do? It causes fights. It causes quarrels. When you can't get what they have and we want, we get jealous. We get angry. Or when we can't get what they have the ability to give us, but they won't give us, we get angry. So listen close. The beginning of tension and conflicts and fighting and quarrels with other people is when you can't get what you want. James says the problem is not only that, though. You may not get what you want, and that may cause a problem and a conflict, but he says it's even worse than that. There's another issue. Take a look at this. He goes on and he says, you desire or you want things, but you do not have, so you kill. Wow. Or you covet, but you can't get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. 
So James is saying, if you let your wants get out of control, if you don't harvest your wants, you have the potential to do damage. You have the potential to destroy things and destroy others, to maybe even kill or murder others to get what you want. Because anybody who's ever committed a murder, what were they doing? What were they trying to do? They're just trying to get what they want. That's why they murdered. Then he goes on and he says, you covet or you go after or you pursue what you want. But when you cannot get what you want, the result is conflict. Getting what you want, folks, <laughs> it's really tricky business. And we've got this list that we've developed in our heart or mind or maybe even on paper of things we want to get in life. And sometimes the way we go about it does damage. It's tricky business. But take a look at this second thing. Getting what you want can even leave you wanting more. Even when you get what you want, you still want more. He's saying not getting what you want, yeah, it causes conflict. But even when you do get exactly what you want, there's still a conflict. But it's one that's inside of you. You are still wanting even more. When you got what you wanted, it just didn't satisfy. So you want even more. Listen close. Most of us don't really know what we really want because we are so distracted by all the things in our culture, all the voices that are crying out to this, to get this, get that, get that, comes on TV, and you can have this right now today for $29.95, right? Or four easy payments of, you know? Our culture's crying out to us constantly and encouraging us to get all of these many things, a myriad of things are offered to us in our culture. And they all promise to satisfy our wants if we'll just reach out and get them. And all of those things you can get now. You can hold now. You can turn on now. You can watch now. You can entertain yourself with all of those things right now. And you want them. But most all of those things are not what we really, really want deep inside. They're not what we really, really say matters to us deep inside. So the question is, how do we get what we really, really want and what God really wants to give us? James tells us in verse 2, how do we get those things? You do not have... I want to add here what you really want. You do not have what you really want because you do not ask God. Folks, we're pretty good at deciding what we want and then going out and getting what we want. But we're not very good at going into the presence of the living God and there asking him to give us our needs and our wants. It's kind of like we leave God out. And so we're there at the car lot, we're there at the Home Depot, and we're, we're, we're at the electronics store, and we're looking at these things that we want, but we've never asked God if that's what he wants us to have. We've never brought God into that decision-making process. But beyond that, there's another problem. James says, and then when you ask, you not only didn't ask God, but when you do ask you do not receive or you don't get what you want from God because you ask God with the wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Now, the most literal translation of the phrase wrong motives is this. If you go back to the Greek and study it, this is it. 
when you ask, you do not receive because your ask is bad. Isn't that cool? God just made it really simple in the Greek. Your ask is just flat out bad. In other words, you're asking God for the wrong things for the wrong reasons. You're making a bad ask and God knows it, so he's not going to give it to you. You're wanting the wrong things for the wrong reasons, mainly for your own personal pleasure. But once you get one thing you want, because it doesn't really satisfy you, you just go on to the next thing and pursue the next thing that you want. Getting what you want really can leave you just wanting more. The next thing. So listen, folks. God knows what you really want. And he wants to give you many of the desires of your heart. And he does. He knows what you need. But he's not going to give you the things that are only going to temporarily satisfy your current wants. Yes, some of your desires. but And have nothing yet to do with what you really want and really need deep inside. What you really want and what you really need from him deep inside your spirit, your soul. So over the next few weeks, we're going to help you discover what it is that you really, really want. And to help you do that, we're going to help you discover what it is that you really do value. What do you really value? Because here's the deal. You could spend your entire life chasing an endless list of wants. Big old list of wants. Whether they're relational wants, physical wants, material wants, places to go, things to collect. And you can never, ever be satisfied, really. Here's the thing. Take a look at this on the screen. You will never have what you really want until you discover what you really value. Getting what you want is a tricky business. It can leave you unsatisfied and just wanting more. But listen, as followers of Jesus, we believe that Jesus came to help us gain not simply what we want, or even value most. But instead, he came to help us gain what is most valuable. We're going to take a look at that. So listen, you will get what you really want only when you make it a habit in your life to pursue what God says is most valuable. This series is going to help you discover what is most valuable. Would you bow your heads? Would you pray with me this morning? And as I lead us in prayer, would you think about praying this prayer in your heart and life? Or as I pray it, just say, yes, God, me too. It goes like this. Father God, in the coming weeks, help me discover what it is that I really value and what it is that you really want for me. Father, give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. Give me the courage to pursue what you want me to pursue. For you alone know what it is that I really need and what will really satisfy my heart. Fathers, we begin this series. I pray that you would help us do what we sang about this morning, that you would help us to get on our knees this week that every one of us in this room would leave with a commitment in our heart today to get on our knees this week 
and spend a moment with you, our living God. And to bring all the decisions we're trying to make to you. And to listen to your spirit and your guidance and your direction. And we thank you for all the things that we've wanted in the past and the desires of our hearts that you've blessed us with. But God, take us to the next level. Help us to discover what's truly valuable and what really satisfies our hearts in the future. Lord, it's so much better to spend time listening to you, time worshiping you, and following you than to have everything in the world. We lift this day, this moment, this message to you. God, drive it into our hearts as we start this series. I pray in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.